These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com, as you know, is a leading provider of audiobooks, but you might not know all the other audio entertainment and information that they have. So we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and check it out for yourself. Over the years, uh, the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has uh, gained recognition as a great resource for small business owners, business leaders, sales professionals. Uh, we have enjoyed inclusion on lists of the best uh, like business podcasts to listen to, best sales podcasts, and the like. And that's because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business. And they join me to have a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no different. Today, my guest is Dan Nywain. Dan is a business consultant with over 15 years of experience in running IT, business strategy, mobile, e-commerce, user experience, digital marketing, and operations projects. He's currently the co-founder and principal at Avianos, a digital agency that delivers differentiated connected solutions and extends the brand promise beyond traditional expectations. Thanks so much for joining me today, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Greatly appreciate uh, you having me on your podcast. Well, I, I love talking about sales. Uh, it's one of my favorite subjects. So I, I am thrilled to have you here. Um, I, I'd like to start by asking you um, we're going to be talking about B2B sales and, and B2B buyers. And I, I'm wondering what kinds of pain points um, 
do they typically have during a purchasing process? That's a, that's a great question. And I think a lot of things that B2B buyers have is just uncertainty. And we're kind of also in a world of uncertainty as it's kind of going on in the current situation. And that just adds more uncertainty. And where the B2B seller or the, the, the salesperson helps with that is kind of to help alleviate um, that uncertainty. And typically what we see is that kind of falls into a couple key areas. One is it's um, consistency and quality of the product information, the accuracy of product information. And as a company that, that sells these products, as it starts selling in multiple different marketplaces, uh, the consistency, the quality, and the accuracy of that information diminishes. And as a buyer in a lot of the B2B space, um, you're creating engineering products, uh, chemical products, and it has to meet very specific specifications. And when you get into a world of uncertainty, you start to really worry or, or question um, whether or not that product is going to work for you. Um, and that's really what we started to see when Avianos did our uh, B2B report where we reached out to those buyers and said, what are the things that you run out and, and see? Um, and it's really that, that uncertainty. And, and we saw that 92% uh, of those B2B buyers say if they get a qualified salesperson, that will really help them uh, make it through this downturn and bring certainty in this, uh, this time of uncertainty. That's so interesting. Okay, so what do they mean by qualified salesperson? Do they mean someone who's knowledgeable about their circumstance as well as their own product? And when I say there, I mean the, the buyer. Yeah, no, um, totally understand. So, so what people really are looking for when they say qualified is a strategic advisor. And when you think about what a strategic advisor does, is that they're helping guide you through purchasing decisions. They're looking out for your best interests. They understand what you're in the business of and start to make recommendations on the products that make the most sense. They think about how they can help you reduce the cost of doing business. They help you think about how they can be a part of your, uh, your revenue uh, process. They start to tell you these are the things that we can do that make your job easier. And when they look at that, we saw that 71% really just want someone who knows their own products and services and can go in there and say, hey, listen, this is exactly what you need in order to be successful. Here's why. What they don't want is someone who's acting as a um, sales person, like it's the sale, right? Like I want it to sell. I want something to, I want this transaction to go through. That completely turns buyers off where it's like, hey, look, oh, you want to buy widget one, I'll sell that to you because that's what you want. What they really want is someone who comes in and says, this is what really needs to happen in order for you to be successful, and I understand your business, here's why, and here's how I can alleviate some of the uncertainty around what it is you're trying to do. That, I love that. That makes so much sense to me. So they really have to, the salesperson really has to be interested in listening and learning, not just when they're in a conversation with the buyer, but when they're doing, they should be doing research about the company. They should be doing research about the company. They should become, you know, thinking it as that they're the long-term partnership 
between the two organizations. They're the one that bridges those two companies together and makes it a partnership and not a transaction, right? When you hear stories of, 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 of teams talking about, hey, this is transactional, you're, you're, you're thinking of me in the relationship as a transaction. That's when, when the, the buyer starts to look for something else, right? They start to look for that relationship. They really look at the transaction as something that could be automated. I don't really need you when I'm doing the transaction, salesperson. I can do that through an e-commerce website. I can reorder the same product over and over again. That is not really when I need you. When I need you is when I'm doing my research, when I'm doing my understanding of the products that, that – um, are being pulled together, right? Or what I need. I need you when there's an issue. I need you when I you, you know, need your help to resolve stuff um, or, or issues that are you know, coming up from a customer service perspective. And so they're really thinking about it as just how do I bridge those two companies together and make it so that they're a key part of um, operations and how they can, they can make sure the consistency of the delivery, the quality and the right product is, is brought in at the right time. Those are all things that, that those, those buyers want and see with the value that the salesperson brings. Um, and the only way that the salesperson can do that is by knowing what their business is and not looking at it as a, you want something, let me transact for you. Let me sell you, let me sell you, the, you know, the old adage, iced Eskimos, right? Like yeah. that's not what they want. They want someone to come in and say, this is really, based on your situation, this is what you need. Okay, so a couple of, of thoughts come to mind. Um, one is how does the salesperson like uh, this is going to be a general question and I really don't want it to be my general question is how does the salesperson let the buyer know that they are a strategic advisor for them that they are not just a salesperson and I think my deeper question is how do they get the opportunity to let the buyer know that? So I think the, the, the key thing is, is how do you actually show that you're a strategic advisor and not tell somebody that you're a strategic advisor, ah. right? And really what yeah. that means is as you're, you know, at some point you're going, those two parties are going to get connected. And if it's in the research phase, being a strategic advisor is understanding and listening and saying, please tell me what it is you're trying to accomplish. Let me absorb that. Let me understand your concerns. Let me understand where your uncertainty comes in. Now, let me tell you where I see our product fit based on what you're looking to do and how you're looking to do it and the specifications. Let me kind of help you, guide you through why I got to the point of where I'm at um, with the recommendation that I'm making that says this is what um, makes sense. And I think if you put it into the construct of I am looking to help you with your outcome of what you're trying to accomplish, then you're putting the interest of the uh, buyer um, in the forefront. This is what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and that is, I think, the key thing is, is, is it making it less about hitting a quota, hitting a sales number, and more about, look, if I do the right, do the right things for you, customer, you are going to come back to me. You're going to engage with me. And I'm going to be there as part of the process. And then when you, when you ask me something, and I've built that most important thing, trust and candor and honesty, 
that is when they start to see you in the strategic advisor world versus just being the quote unquote transaction. Got it. Okay, that's really valuable. And um, so this is so interesting to me because there's so many companies that have their salespeople go make the initial sale and then turn everything over to customer service. And it sounds to me like that isn't necessarily the best strategy. Do you have a, a you know, thought on that? You know, there's, there's competing thoughts on a lot of things. And, 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 and mine is the salesperson should always be accountable to the sale that they made. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's just my personal approach to, to, you know, when I engage with, is when, when you sell something, you are accountable for the success that that customer has. So you should always be a part of everything else. And it's not a handoff to somebody else um, to, uh, to manage the, the outcome of that. Right. And make sure that yeah. these things are going on. Now that customer service team is still a critical part of everything because as a salesperson, you can't be any everywhere. Um, you can't respond at any given moment. And that's where that customer success team brings in and supports you. Right. Um, and I think, you know, even having someone as a cons uh, customer success manager of that relationship where they have that aspect of, Hey, I'm here really less than a sales capacity and more as a success of you capacity. And if something comes up, I can always bring the salesperson back in. But I think, um, What's important is, is every salesperson should feel uh, accountable for what they sold to the customer and that it's, it's building value. And that's one of the key ways of building trust. Because if you don't do that, you're just, you're just selling stuff to someone for the sake of hitting your quota. Right, right, right. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I, I think that is so important. Okay, so we're in the middle of this really crazy time and, and we're going to come out of it somehow. Um, how would you suggest that the salesperson help their customer prepare for, you know, when things return to whatever normal looks like? So when we did our, our kind of study of things and really, um, when we think about COVID, this is a unique situation, but prior to, prior to, to that happening, people were already kind of expecting some economic downturn. Um, and, and, and really they were saying, I'm expecting some, some contraction, something. And so I need my sales team to the, my partners to help me figure out how to weather the storm. And I think with COVID it's, this, it's, it, that brought that kind of, you know, situation to bear but what it really showed is that there is a, a, a need um, for salespeople to think differently, to engage differently, to manage differently, um, to have a reason to connect, to have a reason to reach out and start to help their customers prepare for the eventuality of business starting back up. And when you think about that, for a lot of businesses, there's going to be a I'll call it a, a tidal wave of, of pent-up demand where it's like, hey, I need to now start doing something. Am I going to be ready to take all of the orders that I am expecting to see because of this pent-up demand? Am I going to be able to um, 
uh, absorb all that? How can I think about that? And as a salesperson, your job is to get them mentally ready for what they're going to need to do to be successful. When you think about that, like, you know, um, in the city of Chicago, bars and restaurants, uh, specifically bars, are opening up this Wednesday. Um, and, and that's going to be placed. Think about all of the food, the, the product that has been kind of uh, lost or wasted back when they, they were closed down. All of those places now have to reorder, re-ask for, bring in all of that product, all for the exact same day. And so kind of working with your customers in advance of that to say, hey, let's get you ready for this eventuality of this is going to happen. Let's make sure that you're able to open on that day. Let's make sure you have all the things that you need. Here's how you plan for the number of people we should expect to be there. Um, those are all things where, you know, as examples in the real world of where salespeople can help guide and build that relationship that says, hey, once we're out of this this, you know, social distancing, um, you know, you know, closed shutdown um, activity. This is what business is going to look like. And here's how I'm, I'm thinking about you and getting you ready for that eventuality. Boy, I think that is huge. The, uh, it, we have to, as salespeople, we really need to be thinking about our clients and thinking ahead with, you know, what, what could this possibly look like and, and being a solution provider for them and not assuming that they are thinking about or they're coming up with the same sorts of solutions. I mean, they're probably seeing the same problem, but not necessarily the same solution. And it sounds to me like these buyers, this is what they're expecting these days from their um, sellers, from the vendors. Exactly. Wow. Yep, exactly. They're looking for that person to say, I am thinking about your business outcome. I, I know, you know, in this in this world that we're in today, this 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 socially distant um, kind of world of, of shutdown, you know, there is a you you got to feel that human emotion that's like, hey, salesperson, you thought about me. You called me when you knew I couldn't sell any, you know, buy anything from you because of the shutdown. You started to help me plan and think and manage for what I'm going to need to do when I start to ramp back up, right? And when things, and you were there to provide that, that human element that says, I'm thinking about you in this, uh, this time, and here's how we're going to get you ready, because this is your livelihood for these small and medium businesses, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's where they build that level of trust. And there's this opportunity um, for, for, salespeople to get in front of their customers and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, right? I'm thinking about how I make this, this better. Right. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I'm hoping that you know uh, that Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles that you can choose from in, in all different genres, but you may not know that they also have things like podcasts, guided meditations, Audible originals. It's remarkable the amount of content that there is available um, to you on audible.com. So we are offering you a, a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth and sign up for that free trial and then explore. Check out all of the incredible content that's there and see um, 
what resonates with you. I mean, one of my favorite things these days is the guided meditations. Um, but I think what's most valuable to me is that I can get all of that content in one place. I don't have to have multiple uh, platforms. Uh, you know, I don't have to go from one platform to another to do guided meditations or listen to an audiobook. So, um, and I think you're going to find the same thing. So go uh, get the trial and uh, explore, see what you find. Today we're speaking with Dan Nywame about adding the human element to B2B sales, especially when we need it most. Okay, Dan, I've had people say to me over the past couple of months, you know, I want to reach out, but I'm not really sure how to start the conversation or what to say. I don't want my, my you know, my client to think that I'm just trying to seek business or whatever. So, um, but you would say what, that, that, you know, don't worry about it. Just tell them you're thinking about them. Is that right? Yeah. You know, um, I always, I, you know, a lot of the things that I've been teaching my sales team is to, to, to add the, we're thinking about you. The first question you should always ask is, how are you and your family doing? How is it going? You know, how are things? Are you, you know, are you doing okay? Anything yeah. I could help you with? And make it less about the, the transaction, less about like, when, you know, when are you going to buy back up again? And the other thing that I've been really working with my sales team on is, is understand that the condition that we're in is, is, is not necessarily um, focused on the short-term sale of things. It's really about building that longer-term relationship. And so what we've been doing is with our, in partnership with our marketing team and with our uh, solution leads is come up with what are the things that we think that our customers are going to need when they start to, to turn things around, when they are ready. And we've been putting on a lot of webinars, a lot of, you know, reports, a lot of different perspectives and sending out an invite that says, hey, look, I know now is not a good time for us to be talking about this, but here is something I think you'll find interesting that's coming up in the next, you know, next few months or something that you might need to be thinking about when you're ready to get back um, um, in the swing of things. And we can talk about it when it's a better time for you, but I wanted you to have this. Right. And then what I'm doing there is, is giving them the, the thought leadership, the, the insights as to things that they should be thinking about. And I'm not pressuring them like, hey, I got this deal that I got to close. What, when are you going to buy again? What are you going to do? That's not really what they're that, that's not going to resonate well. Um, so it's really about showing you that you are that advisor where you're thinking about them. You're like, hey, uh, we know this event is coming up and this is the time when restaurants are going to reopen up again. And this is what you're going to need. Just getting you ready for it and, and saying, laying down the, the, the groundwork um, and showing that you're thinking about them and engaging with them. Um, even when they can't, um, they can't buy from you. And I, I so agree with that. I, I think it's, and, and, you know, when I said a minute ago that we're talking about adding the human element, that really is what it's about, that, that people want to do business with people they trust, but people they know really care about them aren't just looking for the sale or, you know, interested only in the transaction. Exactly. That's exactly what they're looking for is, is someone who's just thinking about them, thinking about, you know, what they're, you know, how are they going to be judged? How are they going to be uh, um, seen within their organization? 
and how are they going to, what are they going to need to just prove success, you know, and, and how do you as the salesperson align to that? Um, and a lot of times I'll ask that question. I'll ask some of my partners in the alliances world, you know, hey, your, your bosses are giving you object, uh, objectives for this year. What are those? How can I align to those? Because really that's what the, the business cares about. And if I can align to those outcomes and make it um, where my uh, business partner is, is getting value personally and hitting the right things, I'm also getting aligned to what that company's overall business objectives are. And so asking like, hey, how can I be of service to you? How can I help you? How can I make sure that I'm, I'm helping you hit your objectives? Um, and then what those look like, and we can we can partner together to drive that element. Right. And so, and I know we've been talking about this in terms of um, the pandemic, but this is important all the time. Like this is how salespeople should be engaging and behaving at all times, right? Exactly. This is something that that you know it doesn't change because. Um, you know, we're in a time of uncertainty where it's, you know, hey, what's going on with the world and, and this COVID thing. It's, it, this, there's always going to be some aspect of uncertainty. And there's also going to be in some aspect of, um, you know, a new, uh, it, it might not be the exact same thing as COVID, but, you know, we'll see something new, right? Um, you know, I started my career in the dot-com bubble. When I came out of school, the first thing I walked into was the dot-com bubble. Then, you know, a few years later, we kind of had the kind of some of the first initial uh, inklings of that meltdown in, in the 2002, 2003 timeframe. And then we had, you know, the um, Great Recession of the, you know, the housing market in 2008 and the impact that that had. And now you're going into this new COVID piece of things. So you've got to have to plan that there's always going to be something like this in the future. And you should be incorporating that into your day-to-day -day world because you don't know when those things are going to happen again. So it's kind of practicing for an emergency, but at the same time, it's just solid business sense to, to be talking to your customers about what is important to them and how you can help that decision-making process. Yeah. Okay, so um, before the break, you were t you mentioned um, this buyer report, this B two B buyer report, and I want to talk some about that. So, why did you guys decide to that you wanted to find out what B two B buyer preferences were in twenty twenty? So, this is something that we've. This is our third year of the B two B buyer report, and and when we started looking at this. What we really wanted to, to, to understand was how, um, how do our customers, how, how are our customers going to be impacted by the decisions that they make and how they engage with their customers? And so Avianos, um, a lot of our focus is on helping B2B companies uh, become digitally savvy how we help them grow their business um, through the digital channel or how we can create better customer experiences or engagement through that channel. And what we wanted to know was, well, if we're going to be, have to do that, who is the, you know, the people that are going to be engaging with, with our customers' um, digital channel? And that's the buyers, right? Those are the buyers that are out there at all these other companies and saying, now I want to know as a customer, what do I want to, you know, to, to how do I want to engage with, with, with my, my uh, 
my business partner who happens to be at some point maybe an Avianos um, customer. Um, so a little convoluted chain right there with the with the word of customer a couple times, but um, you get the kind of you get the, yeah. the ideas. We wanted to interview our customers' customers and okay. understand how we because then that made us better, right? That made us a better um, consultancy. That made us a sure. better strategic partner. That made us be able to go to them and say, hey, listen, have you thought about? Um, and you don't know that if you don't take the due diligence of understanding the outcomes that your customer's customer is looking for. And when you right. do that, now you become value, more value added to your customer. Boy, that is so interesting and what a great idea. So, so then what methodology did you, you use? So you reached out to your customer's customers and mm -hmm. had like a set of questions that you asked them? We did, yes. Yeah. So we, we sent out a very, uh, I don't want to say exhaustive, exhaustive um, uh, survey, um, but we, we reached out to them with um, a couple different angles of things um, that we were interested in. Uh, first and foremost was just directional questions. So I said, this is our third year. We wanted to see what the trends are because you can't really do that in a one-off survey. So this is the third year where we asked a lot of the same questions um, that were geared towards understanding trends. What might be some of the challenges that are out there, where people are moving. And then we started asking very, you know, time-specific, you know, um, activities as well. Um, things like, what are you going to do in a time of uncertainty? You know, there's there's talk of this going on. What are the things that, that, that fear you? And so we reached out um, to over 150 of, uh, of those, those buyers and said, hey, let's now start to collect that information and then do some, some in-depth um, analysis to see for those trends that I was talking about, look for the, um, the commonalities, start to look for the interesting tidbits that's, that, that stand up or, or stood out, I should say. And those became kind of what built our, our report. And we, we gave all the methodology. So if you, if you go to avianos.com, you can download the report. It'll talk to you about how we pulled it all together um, and provide all the, the really interesting data points that I'm, that I'm referencing. Um, but that's really what a lot of what the focus was, was getting to the right people, asking the right questions, and um, starting to look for the key insights coming from that. Um, from that. And so we spent a we spent um, probably about a good six months pulling that all together so that we could create the right, um, the right storyline and the right, uh, the right messaging and the right things that our customers should be thinking about. Wow. That sounds really comprehensive. So you mentioned before a couple of the, the themes that you identified. Are there others that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of the things that, that you know, we, we, we kind of touched on a, a little earlier, um, but really kind of, you know, hone in on a, on a few things. Um, the biggest thing that I think that we saw was that over 90%, nearly 95% of salespeople are seen as value add. So I think that, that the thing that I took from that is that um, even though someone might you know, see and say, oh, I got to, you know, negotiate this contract with a salesperson. They, they find value. They find value in what salespeople do in general. And that should make people feel good that, that, okay. that as a salesperson, you're providing role. And that, that role remains critical um, to your customer. And even though there might be customer service that's adding value, even though there might be, um, you, know, you know, in some cases, consultants or, or specialists that add value, they still have that trusted value relationship 
um, uh, with that mm. that customer. Um, you know, as it relates to kind of some of the sales as well, you know, the things that we saw um, was really the biggest points um, that people want involved um, with the salesperson is not the transaction. It's really the research for new products. That was the number one thing that um, that customers really wanted to engage when they had a need for something that's new, that's different, and they needed to find. They that was their moment of the greatest uncertainty, and um, they wanted that customer involved, and they wanted that customer involved all the way through the final decision making point, um, where they wanted the, the the recommendation. They wanted the almost the decision to come from the salesperson that this is the right product for you and here are all the reasons why and I alleviated that uncertainty. Um, and those are really some of the, the, the big you know, key talking points um, that we saw coming from it as it relates to kind of uh, the salesperson's role. Um, and you know, every buyer kind of came back that said, um, you know, when I'm making big decisions, that salesperson needs to be there and that they increase their confidence. So three out of every four of those people that I referenced came back and said, I, I can't have my confidence increased without that salesperson uh, being a part of it. Wow. That, that's surprising to me. It's really, I mean, thank goodness, you know, um, and, and I hope that the, business owners and salespeople are listening to this podcast are really hearing that because it really gives them um, a, a very solid way to go and knowing that um, this is really what buyers are looking for. I think that is huge. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, if you kind of just think to your day-to-day -day lives of things where you're buying online or you know, um, in multiple different places, what you're, what we're finding in the B2B world specifically is it's, it is starting to match a lot of the B2C and where people go. Like instead of having a social influencer, you have your B2B influencers, right? And those are sites that a, someone who's a subject matter expert in ball bearings, chemicals, you know, electronic components are setting up a site that says these are the best chips that are out there here. And they're filling a void. They're filling a need. Right of saying, hey, I'm impartial and I can kind of tell you what the best product for you um, is. Right. And you're seeing new and new marketplaces show up, and you're seeing new and new um, ways with which customers engage um, every day. And what that breeds is a level of product inaccuracy, a level of product uncertainty a level of data consistency and quality and completeness that just all of a sudden becomes a, a, a roadblock to that buyer. If you're doing research and you go to a site where there's a subject matter expert and they have some, this B2B influencer and they have something that seems wrong with the product information and you go to the supplier site where most people start their search to begin with and you see that and there's differences and what the data is between those two places, um, all of a sudden, what does that breed? Uncertainty. Does this product do what it's supposed to do? Is this product going to work for me? Does it meet my specifications? Like, I don't see usages in here. I don't see the instructions or the guide or the technical specifications. How do I know what it is? Pick up the phone, call the sales rep, 
say, can you help me? Can you guide me through the process of what it is that's really going on? Can you tell me what it is that this product is supposed to do? And this is what my application of it is. Will that work for me? You know what, customer? It will, but let me tell you one of the better ones that are out there, and here's how it's going to align to really your, your outcome or, or whatever that follow-up story is that makes the customer feel comfortable, right? Right. Um, that says, this is, I'm getting, I'm getting you to the best fit for you. And sometimes the best fit is we're probably not the right solution for you in this application yeah. because of this. And that is one of the biggest things that I think salespeople forget to do is be honest and be a, you know, bring, build that trust that says, you know what, they're going to appreciate it more if you tell them that, they're, that, that your product isn't the best fit. Because then when you come in and say that it is, they're going to come back to you and say, yep, I trust that person. They, they're, they're the best fit for me, and I know why. Exactly. Yeah, boy, it's so, uh, this is really such great information. So do you have any sense of what you expect the findings to look like next year? Um, we, are, we are starting to pull it together. So I don't know what next year is going to hold um, in terms of customer expectations. Um, but we start the process typically in November um, when we really start to think through these things. But what I expect is really it, coming from this is people talking about the world of recovery. Like, how did the salesperson help them during that wave of recovery, right? How did they, what were the things that helped them? What were the things that um, the buyer was able to do? Um, and what were the, the features or functions that, that made it? Was it easy delivery? Was it the buy online, pick up on, uh, uh, on curb? You know, those types of things that, um, you know, started to get incorporated into our B2C world that we're now starting to see that, that ramp to recovery and, and how um, these things impacted. Um, the other aspect I think is just the, the need for digital in all things that, um, uh, that are going on with that customer relationship, right? You know, some of the first things that I saw with my customers were when this thing broke and we had, they had to leave the office was, I don't know how to work from home. I, I can't work from home. I don't have, how do, how do I get connected? How do I do these things? And so that first month was them just figuring out how do I actually work from home? Um, and now we're seeing a wave where they're, they're used to that now and they're waving through, but how is digital going to play a role in terms of reordering, being able to engage with the sales rep digitally, um, being able to see them online where you can't get, you know, face-to-face, uh, -face, belly to belly, the old adage, right? Um, but still feel connected to them. Um, and get those, those nonverbal human cues of, of things that help build trust. All of those things I think we're going to see start to build up that says, how is digital playing a role and how does it make my life easier and how can I still rely on that salesperson even in this much more digitally critical world? Yeah, I think I, that's such a good point. I think that is definitely going to be a big thing. And, and it's been so interesting for me to watch the companies that have been innovating and um, really trying to figure out how they can either continue to, to deliver the, the level of engagement that they had before or up their game somewhat, you know, moving forward. 
Yeah, and that's that's a lot of things that you know um, we've been trying to do as a business is is think about um, in certain situations you just have to alleviate a pain. You have to alleviate the ability to not be able to take an order. So you know yeah. one of the nice the nice outcomes of this is perfect doesn't get in the way of just good enough, right? And yeah. and that's what allowed a lot of customers to just get something in market and then take the data and say, what is my customers telling me? Where should I really be spending my money? Where should I be adding new features and functions? And how do I do that with a trusted partner who can help come back to me and make recommendations based on that data and help me operate that channel um, more effectively and efficiently? And, and, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of people on the commerce front saying, I really just need the basics. I need correct, updated product information. I need to be able to take the order regardless of channel. And, um, you know, really I think that that, that last thing is, is just um, have a level of engagement with the person that helps me understand what's going on um, throughout all those things. Those are, I think, are the critical kind of outcomes that uh, we're seeing right now. Yeah, I do too. It's so interesting. I mean, we're in definitely in interesting times, but I really appreciate you um, spending this time with me and helping us understand what the buyer's really looking for in the B2B world, because I think a lot of salespeople and small business owners ha have, have had a different idea, you know, a different view of, of what that is. So th this is, you know, so um, valuable. Th this information is so valuable. Will you, um, speaking of valuable information, Will you share with the listeners uh, how they can find you, um, Avianos, you know, what, whatever you've got going on, please? Yeah, so um, I am on LinkedIn. I am always looking for new connections, um, people who are, are innovators, thought leaders, um, you know, folks that, um, that are, are always looking to engage with and network. Um, I'm on LinkedIn um, there. Avianos is as well. Uh, Avionos.com is a great place uh, to connect as well. And um, that's usually the fastest, best way to find a lot of our connections. Um, I'm, on, uh, I'm on Twitter, to be honest. I don't, I don't check Twitter that much, but um, at Dan Nowame is, is my Twitter handle. Okay, great. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. Um, Boy, I mean, this was, you know, timely, incredibly important information. You might want to listen to this a couple of times. Uh, and I would like to thank our sponsor, audible.com. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash business growth and sign up for the free trial. Check it out. Uh, look around, see all of the content that is there for you. I, I think uh, you're going to be amazed. Um, so give it a whirl. Uh, as always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.